Hey, what's up? Welcome back, Welcome season back. two, baby. The vibes are immaculate. Immaculate. <laughs> I'm getting in that uh, DJ Khaled. I need to have like a handful of catchphrases just that I can just like them. pound them throughout all my songs, you know. And then I'll trademark them. Trademark them. But we had a dope convo about a little bit of catching up, uh, not catch up. Uh, we get McDoubles with no ketchup around here. No ketchup. We anti-McDonald's around here, actually, mm. unless you're getting a high C orange. But we had a dope combo. Um, talked about some music. Music. Talked about the future of the pod. Future of the pod. Some, like, philosophical type yep. of topics. Always. You know, You know how it goes. So, listen up. Enjoy. And if you like it, leave a review. Leave a review. Leave a review for the leave two. Leave a review. Leave a review for Mike and the True. Leave a review for the boy and the True. Leave a review for the bald boy Caillou. I don't know. Alright, lit. Alright, we're going? Oh, yep. Well, things. Was it Murphy's Law? What can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, one of those laws. One of the, there's too many laws out here. I got the vlog going to plug, plug my YouTube channel. Anybody listening, if you want to see what Truman looks like right now, taking a sip of a kombucha. A booch. Check out the vlog. Uh, there, there we go. Camera off. So, season two of Convos with Humans. Kind of not really uh, what we were expecting, or what I guess they're expecting. Because, um, yeah, I guess we ended season one. I also want to pull up some dates. Like, reference, like, today is, like, July... Uh, what date is it? 24th. July 24th. And what was the last, when was the last episode posted? Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Because we can kind of fill in the gaps because like, it's been a minute since we've done one of these. Yeah. And like kind of a lot's been going on. Um, okay. <laughs> you want to guess? Um, shoot. May 15th? April 8th. Oh, I was a month off. <laughs> April! Yeah. May, June, July. It's we're, almost, yeah, August. almost August. We're almost at four months. So, <laughs> it's been, it's, the convo's been building up. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at the anchor dashboard and it's like, it really showed me like how much effort like actually impacts things because it's, it was like, when we were going, it was like the bar was like going like this, like up, you know, like uh -huh. views and like listeners and everything. And then it's like when we took that break, uh, it just like stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's like reassuring. Cause sometimes like when you're putting an effort into something, sometimes it's really hard to tell if it's actually doing anything. Yeah. But when you stop and like you're not putting in, if you're putting in zero effort, you can see that like things are actually not like like it was just really interesting to see that like graph yeah it's just like very objective well it's also interesting like when you're like in the zone it's like you don't even you don't see your progress either really like i was listening to like a convo with pharrell and rick rubin uh broken record podcast and pharrell like they were talking about pharrell's early journey of like blowing up and he said like they just kind of like they put their heads down and were like working in the studio and then occasionally they would like have a moment to pause and look up and they're like at the Grammys or something yeah. and then heads down and like keep going and like 
he's still going, you know? So, but that's also something I think about, like, every time I, like, someone asks me for, like, a tip on photography, like, I just tell them, just try and take a better photo. <laughs> like, take, like, rather than just kind of, like, lifting your camera and just, like, yeah. like, an NFL photographer with the, like, 10-foot lens on yeah. the front is doing, but just, like, pause, like, compose your shot for a sec, like, int be intentional about something, mm -hmm. and then take a photo, and, like, that will make it better. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, because I was, I was thinking about that, like, that, like, actual example that you usually tell people when I was in the gym the other day, uh -huh. and it's just, like, uh, it's, which it, it's applicable to, like, almost everything. It's, like, because I was kind of just, like, wondering why it feels like I haven't made progress in a while, like, fitness-wise. Uh -huh. And it's, like, we, like, you can't just get trapped in going through the motions of going to the gym. Like, that's, like, the baseline, like, to be physically there and, uh -huh. like, doing a workout. But, like, that, that doesn't, like, guarantee that you're going to improve your body. Like, there's a difference between, like, maintaining... You know, like, and like you can pushing. go to the gym for like seven days a week and still kind of just maintain, depending on how much energy you're putting into. Yeah. But like, there's a completely different mindset to like going into the gym and being like, okay, I did uh, uh, 10 reps on the bicep curls with 30 pounds last time. Uh, like, I'm gonna push it and do 35 pounds uh, with 12 reps. You know, mm. just I'm gonna like intentionally like go in. At, to every gym session like objectively looking at the data and being like okay I like I ran a, a seven minute mile last time can I do a six minute 50 mile you know like and like actually having intention with like how you're going to improve because mm -hmm. I feel like I mean it's like really true with entrepreneurship too like just because we've been in it for four years or so doesn't necessarily mean that we're getting better like you uh -huh. have to be i mean i think we you have are, to be like adapting but you have to be like it has to be like a day in day out like how can i improve how can i improve you know like and i think that's like what pharrell was doing in the studio too it's mm -hmm. like you're just like heads down focus on like making the best song taking the best photo creating the best business and if you make your focus be around that and kind of forget about like the the material like the fluff the fluff the sauce that gets in the way yeah of the nugs dude it makes me think about like like i like the gym example of pushing yourself because like you can think of like physically like once you once you're at like you've done all the push-ups you think you can do and then you try and at that point do 10 more mm -hmm. like that like that's like a physical sense of pushing yourself but like when you brought that up like it made me immediately think about like how I've been pushing myself with my music over the last like couple years and how like one of the things I love about this podcast is since it's kind of like a a long journey of like this whole podcast it's capturing us it's capturing our conversations in different like moments yeah. like because like in earlier earlier episodes of the podcast like I hadn't even released any music I was just kind of working on writing it and didn't even I was probably like calling it other things than what I'm calling it now but now a couple months later I've released two singles and then a third single through a different artist Rathsitchi, Marmalade and like in a year from now we could do another conversation and see where we're at then and like yeah. so on like I want to like 
one, break through 100 episodes, but then just, like, keep doing it yeah. casually and, like, you know, like, I don't know, just, like, talking about whatever comes to us in, like, that specific moment. Because, like, Mike Ritchie, like, right now, right now, like, what I'm bringing to the table in this conversation is going to be totally different from Mike Ritchie in a week, in a <clears> month. Yeah. Uh, even one week ago, I would yeah. have said something different. But, like, this conversation is catching me right now. And so it's, like, the more of these that we can, like, do periodically, like, for me, the podcast is more about long-term consistency. Yeah. And, like, I want people to feel like they're along on this journey with us and they can kind of pick up nuggets with us and, like, hear through our thought processes. Because, like, something for me is, like, I've really been working on my mindset, like, be like, it's a topic that you've, like, taught me before of, like, if you want to get certain things in your life, you have to be the type of person that has those things. Yeah. You know, like, it, you don't just jump from, like, hobo to Lamborghini unless you're homies with the Nelk Boys or something. But, like, if or you're that, ho if you're that hobo and you want to get a Lamborghini, I mean, there's, an, there's a bunch of other things you got to do yeah, first. Yeah. And, like, that, what that Lamborghini is is, like, totally different. But part of why I feel so driven, like, right now, like, more than ever is because I feel like I've, like, identified that Lamborghini for me. Like, I feel so confident in the direction that we're going and, like, in everything that we've been doing, like, with, like, uh, our projects and, like, music. And, like, I put this on my story and I was just, like, it feels so good to have all of your projects be passion projects. And, like, I honestly feel like that right now. Like... There's nothing that I'm working on that I don't feel passionate about or that I like all the things I'm working on require major sacrifice. And like I've been sacrificing, but like I just like it's hard not like even if there's not material success quickly, like there's not like we're not driving Lambos like I'm, yeah. we're both in <clears throat> Corollas, yeah, yeah. you know, like things are getting better. But it's like but we're we're walking that path and we have to keep walking it like. So, uh, like, if, you, if you're going through shit and you stop walking it, then you're stuck in shit forever. Yeah, yep. Like, yeah. the only way to get out of the shit is to, keep, is to push through the shit. Yeah, yeah. And, like, because that's how it feels, like, when shit gets really hard mm -hmm. is, like, it feels like shit. Yeah. Like, when we did that hike with Adam, uh, what was it called? Mirror Lake is where we went? Uh, no. No, not Mirror was, Lake. Uh, Lake Blanche. Oh, Lake Blanche. I want to go there again. Yeah. Because I want to, like, bring my camera up there. Yeah. We should do a podcast I want, up yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely want to, like, spend more time doing, like, a plunge in that lake. Like, that was so fun. <laughs> like, that felt really good. Like, especially because by the time we got to the, the top, it was so hot. No. Because, like, that was one of those hikes that said, like, it would only be a couple miles. But a lot of it was, like, I pretty mean, steep. All of it was, like, pretty much virtually straight up. Like, at a pretty tough like degree to and we up. all like kind of overpacked you know like yeah. all the people that we saw on the trail had like maybe like a small camelback and like on their one bag. water bottle <laughs> but like we were staying the night up there so we brought like hammocks and sleeping bags yeah. and food and tables and all this stuff so it was like it was pretty tough um but we made it to the top and jumped in and that was super lit <clears throat> i love the analogy that we took away from that hike uh that like it's like i had probably the lightest load right 
Uh, yeah, you had your the regular bag. Yeah, so... Because like, Adam and I had, like, backpacking let's backpacks. Just, like, for the analogy, I had the lightest load, you had the middle load, and uh-huh. Adam had the heaviest load. Yeah. And it's like, we're all on the same path, right? We're all, like, on the same journey, but it was, like, a completely different uh, experience for all of us, depending on the amount of baggage that we were holding. Yeah. And that's, like... Uh, can be physical baggage, but usually, I mean, like for the analogy, it's like emotional baggage. It it's could like, also be like, like amount of responsibility, like amount of like, uh, like ownership of, like, whatever you represent that journey as. Like, I thought that that journey, like for me, that journey made me think of like a, a business, the journey of like starting a business and going through the end, and like that backpack like it could be represented as baggage like you said but i also feel like it could be represented in like amount of responsibilities and the more responsibilities you have on your back the heavier that bag is and like that's why you like want a team to do it with you cuz you're offloading that responsibility off your shoulders and like separating it across more people to be able to like go through that hike faster and more enjoyable yeah. and like but yeah, I think that uh, that was definitely the major takeaway from that hike. Yeah. So uh, let's like, I mean, this podcast isn't necessarily like personal, but it's like not not personal. Right. So I feel like we should like, maybe you can do a little update on like what you've been, like you had to switch up lately, you know, like uh, I got this lit snap from you. <laughs> like listening to the new Tyler on your TV, <laughs> walking out the spot, and then you go to the balcony, and there's like this beautiful sunset, and like you're experiencing the uh, other side of the coin of U- of the Utah coin. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, there's more sides to it, but like Utah Valley is like one vibe, right? But then Salt Lake Valley is a totally different vibe. Yeah. So yeah, I moved out of the crib that we were in. I mean, you're still there, but uh, Michaela and I moved out and uh, moved up to West Jordan, which is like, yeah, Salt Lake area. And uh, it's been nice, like, just having my own spot, you know, like, regardless of, like, um, who I'm living with, you know, like, I could be living with, like, it's like with your parents, like those are the people that you love the most, but you eventually just want to have your own place. You yeah, know? totally. And so it's just like feels good to uh, have our, my own like spot, you know, and um, yeah. I've been feeling that same, like I pretty much got the crib to myself yeah. all day. Yeah, with us leaving, like, me and Millie. Of, like you, it happened the same for you too. Yeah, like, so I mean, it's like to grow like you have to make room to grow yeah you know like i feel like you and i like we're getting to like an inflection point or inflection point whatever the word is inflection where like we both need room to grow into like this next like chapter because like this next chapter is bigger than all it's like they just keep getting more exciting yeah I mean, the last couple chapters, you know, we can skim through a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them people may want to elaborate, but, uh... Something that's interesting, though, is, like, uh... I feel like... I, like... Like, I, I love my apartment. 
but I feel like I put it on a pedestal, like, when, like, leading up to it, as if it was going to be, like, the end-all, be-all type thing. Mm. And, like, for now. Not, like, yeah. the rest of my life, but, like, but it's, like, uh, that, like, kind of scenario that happens when you, like, get something, and then, like, a week later, it's, like, you're used to it, you mm-hmm. know? And then it's, like, oh, like, that was it. You know? Yeah. And, but it's like I it was like anticlimactic. Yeah, but it it's like happened to me in a really positive way because it's like uh I kind of like realized that putting like your I'm just gonna say like happiness on like external things and it it's like this is obvious, you know, but it's like we forget some of the most basic things. Like yeah. it's like when you put your like, I'll be happy when, like, that thing, yeah. you know, like, I'll be happy when I move into the apartment, uh-huh. and it's, like, I am, like, definitely happier there, but it's, like, I'm not, like, done with life, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not, like, you still gotta yeah, keep on it's, like, figuring you gotta, it out, like, you can't just, like, stop and chill there, you know, yeah. and so it kind of just, like, made me realize that, like, all the things that I want in my life, like, externally, like, I still want those things, but I'm, I now understand that, like, it's not necessarily going to change anything about me, Yeah. you know? And that's kind of, like, a really empowering thing because it's, like, uh, you don't have to postpone anything anymore. Like, you can just... It gives you control. Yeah. Like, emotional control. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, I think, like, something that I've been thinking about lately because I had a couple, uh, like physically painful days from uh like vomiting post party you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) your boy yeah and uh also like i've had a couple days lately where like i've been like really like pushing myself like i've been on my computer a lot yeah and so i'll get to the end of the day and have like like a headache like and it's like when you're in pain like all you want is to not be in pain. Yeah. Like if, if Ashley or someone were to like give me a hundred dollars and be like, you know what, Mike, uh, go buy yourself some Pokemon cards. I'd be like, cool. Like, that's great. But like, I still feel like shit, you know, like that doesn't change how I feel. And like, it just makes me realize like I, over my life, like this is like a reoccurring lesson over the last couple months, but like it makes me realize how much, your, how you feel physically affects your happiness. Yeah. Because, like, uh-huh. if you're vomiting and you feel really gross and sick, it's like, you're not happy, you're fr- you're miserable, and it makes it, it... It's like those low moments make me appreciate the moments where I'm not feeling it because I'm like, oh, man, like, like right now, like, I feel amazing. And feeling amazing doesn't mean that there's anything extra on top of me. You know, it's making me feel, like, amazing, but it's like... I've, I'm in good health, like, my stomach feels fine, my head, I don't have any sort of headache or anything, yeah. like, we're chilling outside and the weather is, like, great, like, so I feel amazing, and, like, it's like, you never really appreciate hard times until they let the good times shine, you know? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> even, like, the other day, fuck, dude, we never get Panda Express, never. It's always, like, that one thing that whenever... Like, uh, when we got uh, Dr. Pepper with Jaden Smith, like, the one time we oh, got yeah. Dr. Pepper, we bump into Jaden Smith 
founder of Just Water. <laughs> and so we got Chinese food and like I hadn't really eaten anything all day. So I was like freaking hungry. So your boy went with the three entree plate. Oh, come on. Rookie move. And it's like, so I got that and like Ashley didn't even finish her like two entree thing. Uh -huh. So I was like, I ate a lot of food and that's kind of one of my problems with, uh, with the munchies. Like, uh, through my journey of having, uh, like, picked up the cannabis is, like, food is so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to stop eating. And then, like, I'll end up, like, waking up at, like, 3 in the morning and just go vomit. Oh, like, yeah. go throw it up. Because I just, like, physically ate too much. Like, if I wasn't high, then I probably wouldn't have eaten that much. Right. And so, like, we got Chinese food and I, like, was stuffed, you know, fell asleep. But then I woke up at, like literally like 5 a.m. and it was hurling in the toilet and it's so funny like when I actually was telling me when I'm throwing up I'm like screaming <laughs> you guys probably yeah, yeah, heard it we heard you that one morning because I'm not like exaggerating like I'm not trying to scream but I'm like like going it's like all like you know like and it yeah. makes me think of like uh, we like it makes me think of like a, a screamo project where I like sing as if I'm vomiting right. <laughs> all the lyrics like for me to get into that like vocal range because like it's hard to just kind of like start like screaming yeah. you know but like if you have like a point of reference it's like okay just kind of act like you're throwing up yeah and then but just say something like fuck <laughs> at yeah. the same time uh, there's this artist that uh, Adam he like sent me a snap and he was listening to it and his name is nothing common nowhere and I like went and I like, cause the song that Adam was playing, I was like, oh, this is fire. Like Adam will just kind of like, he'll shuffle his entire library of music. Yeah. And then like these bangers will pop up that are like literally songs that I could like listen to on repeat for like weeks. Yeah. Like that, like, you know, when you find one song yeah. that's like, it like sticks out on your playlist yeah. and stays on multiple playlists type yeah. of thing. And the song, um, it, like I had like a really good flow that like kind of sounded like um, like auto-tune and like uh, kind of like similar to the sound that I've been like going for with like no reply where it's like melodic but kind of like rappy flows like the flows are really like uh, unique and I went to that guy's like page to like learn more about him because like okay he's got one song that's a banger like that odds are there's another or he's like a good musician and I scroll into his feed and like he's doing like he's more in the like like uh what's that genre like machine gun kelly it's like punk oh like, uh, yeah yeah like, where he's like yelling like panic at the disco kind of like like alternative punk type music yeah. and like something that i didn't really like appreciate about those artists like when i was younger is like i would just listen to them and be like oh it doesn't sound good i don't like it but i wouldn't like really respect like what it takes as an artist to like like the emotion and stuff yeah. like that like i didn't like i was too immature to yeah. get that side of things yeah but like when i like saw that in his music it's like when same with like 21 pilots in their early music uh he did some screamo stuff and it's like getting to screamo is just about pushing your max and then you can control the in-between and like tone it back either a lot or a little bit mm -hmm. but like control as an artist and like making songs it's all about like experimenting with different things hearing your voice in different ways like i don't want all my songs to sound like one exact flow 
at least yet, you know, maybe in 10 years, I'll find that flow for me and it'll stay with me forever, like a Drake type flow or whatever. Yeah. But like right now it's like, let me try some like, like no reply, uh, like coexist. Let me try some like, you know, maybe deeper tone melodic raps. Let me try some higher falsetto. Let me try some extreme auto pitch, less, less M auto pitch, you know, like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. and then if I have a whole body of work of a bunch of different stuff, if someone says, Oh, yo, Mike, my favorite song was, uh, you know, let, let It Go. Then that tells me, oh, that's the kind of flow that they like. Or if someone's like, oh, I really like this one. Or I like this one. Uh, this one. <laughs> a little burp from that uh, Bahi Blasty. But, like, it, that's, like, uh, back to the whole, like, gym analogy of, like, pushing yourself. Like, I feel like musically pushing yourself is, like, pushing yourself mentally. Yeah. Trying things out of your comfort zone that's, like, Ah, you know, maybe like it's uncomfortable for me to strip my vocals back extremely bare. Yeah. But let me just try it because yeah, who yeah. knows? Maybe like it's just a stupid voice in my head that yeah. doesn't like how I sound and everyone else loves it. Uh -huh. And if that's the case, then like, yeah, get out of your way, homie. Right. Which is the case more times than not, yeah. you know. I've been messing around in Ableton and like something that I've noticed is like how like most people can sing. It's just that they are, like, they've spent their whole lives trying to s sing like someone else. Uh -huh. And they're not getting anywhere near that. And so they say that they can't sing. Mm. Like, if they're yeah. if they're trying to sound like Ariana Grande or, like, not even compare them to, like, the best singers on the planet. But even just someone like, uh, like, like, for me to try to sing like you, I'm not going to be able to do it. And if I'm comparing myself like that, I'm going to say, oh, I can't sing. Uh -huh. But, like, I can sing my own way. Yeah. You can sing your own way. Adam can probably sing his own way. Yeah. And so you, and that's, like, what most artists, like, that's how they really become great is finding their own voice. And yeah. And, like, finding a way that they can use their own unique voice to the best capabilities that they can. Like, yeah. Ariana Grande, if she tried to sound like, uh, like, maybe like Haley Williams from Paramore or something like she and like she like tried so hard her whole like career to sound like that yeah we would never be able to be like blessed with Ariana Grande's voice you know she yeah. has to find her own you know however I would say like on that path towards finding your voice it helps trying to sing yeah, like people yeah. that you like right, because yeah. like for me like the artists that I curate that inspire me that are the artists that I want to sound more like are different from the artists that you curate that you want to sound like. Mm -hmm. And so like by like doing covers and like practicing, like learning other songs, like it helps, like it's helped me find my voice because like I know like kind of where my voice can fit in. Yeah. I just don't know exactly, but I'm like, I know kind of like the, like the other guys that are my type of demographic, like, and that makes similar yeah, yeah. types of music, right. you know. Yeah. But I'm honestly like something I feel like your your voice it does really good in like uh like like deeper vocal ranges. Like uh there's a song that you like are like that you helped me with on my EP that you like hum like Kid oh, Cudi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like that like oh that I guess Kid Cudi is a good example of yeah. like some like but like at the same time, like I know you can also hit a falsetto range. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a part of you that 
like the world hasn't even heard yet is like let's hear Truman sing like Michael Jackson yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like um that's so true that different people sing differently like it's not just like a one size fits right. all and like same with music like even if you're not singing like there's so much different music for so many different types of people, different environments, different yeah. like vibes, different emotions. Right. Like there's it's not like everyone needs to make fucking hip hop. Yeah. You know, because yeah. then what are you gonna listen to if you're feeling sad? Right. Or if you wanna feel more if you wanna get more emotional or like if you wanna go chill out in nature and you're like like there's time like dude, trust me, I'm like pro like I love hip hop, you know, like I'm a big hip hop and rap head, but there's times where I'm like I cannot listen to this. Yeah, I have right. to listen like, to some acoustic. I know. Or I have to listen to like even sometimes I'll put on classical music just to switch it up from like you know typical vibes. Yeah. Pretty interesting though. Like I'm excited to see like what different types of music I'm gonna be able to make because I've already been like kind of dipping my toes in like a bunch of different waters. Like, right to the to one perspective like my music right now is pretty like spread out but right. at the same time like I want that because in this phase of my life as an artist this is my early music right now you know this isn't my pinnacle shit this isn't my flower boy shit like I just need to accept it for what it is create it and let it go and like just do my best you know and yeah. that's all I can do is yeah. do my best and so, like, I understand it's mm -hmm. not going to be perfect, it's not going to be... But all I'm trying to do is, like, put it out there that I can even do this. Yeah. And then, you know, like, you know, Flower Boy was Tyler's third studio album. And before his studio albums, he had EPs, like, he had, like, mixtapes that he made not in a studio, like, Bastard. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that was even made in a studio, but, like, when he was, like, you know, 17 years old. Yeah. And so, like... When I think of like what my equivalent of Flower Boy could be, that's like projecting to what my music will look like in six years or seven years. You know, like I can't rush that. You can't force that time. Right. It it just needs time. Yeah. And right now it's just like have fun. You know, yeah. like just like be you. Like I'm trying to keep it like real and like intentional. Like I'm like narrowing down right. my in, in like inspirations and my like references. You know, like. I know I want my topics to be like, you know, uh, internet references, early 2000s nostalgia, video game references, yeah, pop culture. Like, those are pretty much it, you know? Like, uh -huh. I kind of want to be one of those internet artists. I mean, that's like Apple Shift Q as a brand is like an uh, internet reference in the name. Mm -hmm. But that's yeah, think, like the shit that I love. I think like the idea of getting stuff out, like just putting it out there, you know, uh -huh. is like really important. And I feel like I kind of misunderstood the importance of it for a while. Like I thought that, cause it's like, uh, like you're not necessarily trying to like, like blow up from these first few ones. Cause it's uh -huh. like, the odds of it happening are a little bit slim. Because no like, one's looking right now. Yeah, but it's know? like, so this is a time to, like, be creative and be, like, uh, really, like, take more risks, I guess. Yeah. Like, as an artist. Uh -huh. I don't mean, like, I mean, I guess you could lyrically take risks, too, but I don't mean, like, that. Like, but, being edgy or anything. Yeah, but it's like, 
like, because Post Malone did that on SoundCloud way uh-huh. before Stoney came out. He was, like, doing, like, uh, covers of um, Fleetwood Mac and, like, oh, just, yeah. like, stuff that, like, he couldn't put on an album, you know? Yeah. It was just, like, him finding his uh, sound. Yeah. More. And, like, it's really uh, a good, like, platform to figure that out. And, like, it's, like, when you kind of have the perspective that, like, this isn't my Flower Boy type stuff, it get, it reduces the amount of, like, uh, like pressure you put on yourself. Because uh-huh. if, like, if I'm in, like, Ableton and I'm, like, okay, this has to be, like, Grammy-worthy. Or, like, <laughs> you know, like, it's, like, yeah. it's, like, you can just be staring at that timeline for hours. Yeah. But if you're just, like... Let's make a let's make a beat and have fun. Yeah. Which I feel like you're really good at. Like, it always like blows me away how like, like, for example, Seth can just like come through and then like by the time he's done, you guys have like a MP3 file. Yeah, full a finished. Song. <laughs> that's like ready Mix to go. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. I mean, that's something too that like, I can produce music at a rate way faster than I can finish my own songs. Oh yeah. And that's why I want to work with other artists because like producing and all that stuff like it's the easy stuff for me the hardest part is like finishing the songs you know and like I know I want my own finished songs but it's like while I'm taking my time with that I also want to be helping other people around me because like I'm also getting practice yeah like, you're getting better at if it. I want to be able to like work in the studio with like an artist that I look up to I got to practice right now with smaller artists yeah, yeah. because like yeah, I don't want to just hop in the studio with Quavo and he's like, says some shit that I'm, I don't even, I have no idea, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah true. It, it like makes me think of like how much, uh, like I feel like the public like looks at people like Migos or like even like Justin Bieber or Travis Scott and they're like, oh, they're just like a voice. Like they're just like, like, uh, like a good looking guy with a voice. But it's yeah. like, if you, like, put them in the studio, like, the odds are they're going to know, like, a good amount of stuff, like, when it comes to Ableton, like, and, like, you know, like, they have well, more oh, understanding yeah. of music theory than we give them credit for, you know? Yeah. I mean, depending on the artist, but, like, tra- Travis Scott, for example, this is, like, a conversation I've had with someone who they didn't like Travis Scott because they're, like, he's just a voice, you know, like, that same thing where, like, he didn't even produce this or anything, like... Justin Bieber does that too. Kanye does yeah, it. Like yeah. he'll have like 50 writers, whatever. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, they've earned their ability to do that. Travis's early work that was extremely creative is where he proved himself. And then when he got the resources to get it to that quality, you need to bring a team in. Yeah. You know, like, for me, like, yeah, my early stuff right now is like, it's all me. Like, I'm doing everything myself. But if I was an artist on the scale of Travis Scott then I would want to be working with other producers and be more of a curator of like, you know, there's other people that can do it better than you. Like that was a piece of advice that I think Austin gave us when like with our business was like hire people that are better than you. Yeah. Cause that's true. Specific things. It's like if you are producing a track and you like really need some good guitar Uh and you have access to, uh, Jimmy from the ward or John Mayer, you're going to yeah. choose John Mayer to hop on your track. <laughs> like, Oh no, Jimmy from the ward. Jimmy from the ward sounds like a pretty dope ba- like, artist. <laughs> Jimmy from the ward. Jimmy from the ward about to drop the fires mixtape. But like, that's true. Like, 
I've definitely been feeling the team mentality lately because yeah. like I definitely feel like like support and like having like momentum like you need like a team to get that rolling you know like I didn't really I took that for granted in my life growing up in a big household with a big family mm -hmm. it's like more more family members like they are able to give me more support than like someone who doesn't have the opportunity to have a big family like me yeah and like it's like I want to lean into that more in the future where it's like I want to have the tightest circle uh, like the tightest team where like everyone on the team is aware that they're all, like that we're on a team together yeah, and like yeah. everyone in my inner circle they know if they're in my inner circle or if they're not in my inner circle and yeah. if you don't know that means you're not <laughs> you know like I still need to get better at that but like I want yeah, everyone yeah. in my inner circle to know like you are a hand picked person yeah. in my inner circle and I'm I'm making the choice to be around you yeah cuz like relationships I feel like are like like rings yeah. Like a bunch of rings. There's like outer rings. There's like different layers, you know? And I feel like those rings are just like boundaries. Mm. You mm -hmm. know, like my inner circle, there's like got it. I have to set boundaries for my inner circle of what classifies someone as being in there. Yeah. And like if yeah. you're in my inner circle, this is what I expect. And then this is what you can expect of me. Right. Like how I approach relationships. Yeah. And it's like people, they, sh they feel like they have shitty relationships in their life. And it's because they just expect them to be good. Like, you have to work for them to be good. Yeah. You, if, you can't have something if you don't ask for it or if you don't know that you want it. You mm -hmm. know, like, even, like, things that, like, I may have a problem in my, head, in my head that if I don't bring it up and talk about it, then it may build up and whatever. And if I would have just brought it up, I would just, you could have told me something that made, is like, oh, yeah, that, that makes it completely irrelevant. Yeah. So, like, I feel like for me as a person, like, I like to just, as I think of things, bring them up. That's, like, also what I like about, like, freestyling. Yeah. It's, like, when I'm freestyling, I'm not thinking at all. Right. That's the whole point <laughs> yeah, of it, yeah. you know? It's, like, literally zero thought because it's direct, it's flow. Mm -hmm. That's what flow is. It's, like, coming straight through and, like, that flow can yeah. get offensive, bro. <laughs> I feel like that's really true. Like, I feel like the times where I've, like, uh, really like suck the freestyling is like when I'm trying to like really think like okay what rhymes with leaf yeah uh, beef okay <laughs> you know like, like like you're doing that on the fly like and it just like kind of jams your uh, like your system you know yeah but if you can just kind of like let it come you know and just say whatever stop uh, like like trying to judge everything that comes through if is this gonna sound good is this gonna rhyme uh, is this gonna that was like me, that know? was a hard transition for me when it came to like writing songs is like when you're when you're writing lyrics out you're like thinking about it mm -hmm. versus when you're freestyling you're not thinking about it and that's just like the way that I now write lyrics I mean there's a bunch of different like approaches I've taken to writing a song yeah but like my favorite approach is I'll be freestyling and then after I say something, I'll, I'll write it down. And then I'll just build off of that freestyle bar to bar. And once I write it down, on to the next one. Yeah. On, I'm not going back. And then after I have a whole thing done, then I'll go through, like, I'll recite the whole verse, like with a beat or something. And then I'll catch little edits yeah. or words I want to switch. Yeah. And then I do, like, an editor roll from there. Uh -huh. And then 
now you have a written refined verse and you just can't overthink it mm -hmm. and then you practice it and then then you can record it yeah. as like a confident verse yeah, yeah. rather than like a freestyle yeah. where like yeah, i don't can... know what i'm saying but you still can use freestyling techniques yeah, exactly. to write lyrics yeah because something that i've been doing is like humming uh like like if i produce something in ableton i'll hum like over the chords mm -hmm. or like try to find like melodies i guess and stuff. yeah i wouldn't yeah i was gonna say like a flow but that's uh like yeah it's more of like a melody and then like words are just sounds and so like when you get the humming right like melody you just kind of pick words that fit inside that melody mm -hmm. and kind of fit you know if it's like and the same like kind of principles apply from like freestyling like you can't really pick like a like a four syllable word if it needs to fit in like a two syllable section you know yeah. or you could like unless you could double time it yeah or what's cool with singing is like you you don't like you can like uh stretch outwards you oh know? yeah and like like do like things with it where like you can say like a uh, tree but like tree you know like and do all this kind of stuff with it you know well where that's something like, that i really love about like uh, john lennon is like in certain songs like he'll be singing one note, but it will have maybe 10 different melodic uh, rhythms to one single word, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I said one note. He'll say one word, but we'll stretch it out across, you know, a bunch of different... Even sometimes he'll say one word that can go through multiple chords. Like, in Norwegian Wood, there's, like, he says, like, um, he goes, like, Norwegian Wood. And, like, mm. as he's saying that, he's going he's switching from like three different chords like d minor g i mean i can't think of off the top of my head but in saying that one word norwegian he hits three chords yeah. in one word which is like pretty pretty complex if you like if you really think about it you know like the beatles are kind of one of those rabbit holes where like on the surface it's like oh yeah whatever they made like really popular music like i want to hold your hand or like yeah. psychedelics whatever but like when you dig into like the theory and like start learning their songs, like they are like super genius. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's super genius. Maybe it's divine intervention. You know, because yeah. like to them, they didn't think that they were being. Yeah, yeah. They were normal guys. Like even George Harrison has said, like you know, anyone could write songs. Like Paul and John. Like they didn't have like anything special. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like of course they had something special to be able to get to where they got to, but like nothing special that like we don't have access yeah. to yeah i think something else that's like uh really unique about like music and like songwriting uh -huh. is like how everything can take its own interpretation yeah and like how like sometimes the artists don't even mean it that way like they like they could just stumble upon an accident you know yeah which is like it happens to me a lot of times when i'm in like ableton like I'll like create something and I'm like, I don't even know uh, how I did that. Yeah, like yeah. I can't recreate that. Like uh -huh. it's like something where like two sounds just kind of like mesh together and like it just creates a beautiful sound. And like if someone like pulled, had a gun to my head and told me to like recreate that on something else, like I don't know how to do it. And like, but I feel like so that happens to even some of the biggest artists in the world where like they create something and it's like we see them as geniuses and like they are in their own right but like sometimes those are like beautiful accidents and like we can like take like look at those and think that they did those on purpose 
Well, what you just said is like, that's like, def that's something I've thought about a lot with my own music because like you said, uh, music is interpreted differently. I feel like just art in general. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't control how someone else is going to interpret it. And it's actually a fact that other people will interpret it differently. Yeah. So once you can accept that, it makes you not overthink how you interpret it because it doesn't fucking matter because they're going to take it and do what the fuck they want with it anyway. Yeah. No matter what you do with it. Like, there have been lyrics in my own songs that, like, yeah, they just came to me. I wrote them down, didn't think about it. And then, like, months after listening to it, I will find an interpretation of those lyrics that I'm like, holy crap like literally blow my own mind and I wrote those lyrics yeah, yeah, yeah. where I'm like I didn't even see this before but it may be like a double entendre or like uh, just something like metaphorical right. like how it could be perceived yeah. and so like with that being said it's just like your lyrics like yeah you don't you don't want to overthink them because at the end of the day they will be taken however the fuck they want yeah. regardless you know yeah. even if I you know wrote my like no reply with the intention of like uh more like light-hearted being joking around about like i've been killing it like ted bundy mm -hmm. like there are, there may be someone out there that like is like is is, is mike a serial killer yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> i don't know you know like but you can't like get around <laughs> yeah. that like yeah. you just have to say fuck it and like do it you yeah. know like even though like I don't know. I know that some shit that I'm going to say in the future is going to be pushing, like, pushing people's buttons. Yeah. Not intentionally, but it's just, like, what comes from me. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to push buttons, but it's just, like, an expression of my perspective. Yeah. Is, like, all that it is. Like, if I want to, like, uh, like, do, drop a line, like, I've been, uh, I'm feeling it like a Catholic schoolboy. I don't know, you know, like, that shit could be, like, extremely offensive to someone. Yeah. But, like, for me, it's, like, I want to touch on topics of religion and, like, progressive spirituality. Yeah. And, like, that's something that people are looking away from. And, like, they don't want to accept that. But that's a harsh truth about religion is that it's an environment to breed sexual predators if you put underage girls with older men. Yeah. It's that simple. Like, yeah. it's an environment for sexual predators. And that's why across many religions there's issues with that it's not just one it's about the environment you know yeah. you put a 40 year old guy who just broke up with his ex-wife and he's teaching the beehives all these 12 to 13 year old girls what are the odds that like you're just setting homie up for failure <laughs> i know you know and like i don't know like environment is just so important like to your mindset yeah and your mindset is so important to your reality Anyway, I got in a side tangent. <laughs> Let's see, what else well, What else we got to talk about? I mean, we're probably going to have to wrap up in the next five, damn it! five minutes. All right, all right, but, five uh, minutes. We can squeeze these five minutes. It's, um, the other thing I like about, uh, I just lost my, oh, like for me, songwriting, I feel like I want to go more the approach of like uh, leaving the listener up to like figure out what I'm trying to say yeah rather than like uh, you could like for sure say like um, like like that this girl is beautiful or you could like say like that 
this girl looks like the sunset in Malibu or something. You know, it's like, I could just be saying she looks like she's a tan, or I could be saying that she, like, is beautiful like Malibu's sunset, uh -huh. you know? Or, or maybe you're doing a reference to a specific memory you had in Malibu yeah. that nobody even knows. Yeah, exactly. So, I just think that that's more of, like, the creative route to take than, like, saying, like, that that girl's beautiful. You know? Oh, yeah. It's like, people have said that line way, like, a lot in the past. So, yeah. find a better way to say it. Well, this was a lit convo. I think we should, like, uh, before we wrap it up, talk about the future of the podcast because part of why we just decided, decided to record this one is because we got an episode lined up with someone named Luke who you guys will get to meet Luke. I don't really need to talk too much about him right now. So look forward to that. Luke is like an expert on marketing. Yeah. He owns a company called Linear Design um, but also like has been a part of like some cool other local projects that like if you are like in in the Utah Valley scene, you may know some of his brands that he's worked with. Yeah. So that I'm really excited for that conversation and also like getting more convos rolling. You right. know, like just getting this started again and like, you know, maybe we can try and stick to one a week, like our old pattern. So this will be the first one. Then probably a week from when this episode comes out is when Luke's will come out, and then after that episode we'll have another one. Uh, plenty, there's plenty of people to talk to so yeah. I'm ready to start capturing those combos know. you know alright lit well catch you guys on the flip follow That's us on IG uh, at combos with humans leave us a review leave us a review oh leave a review and then um, if you want to see a oh wait wait I'm going to start recording the, the end of the podcast leave a review. maybe if you vlog Alright, so we're at the end of the podcast. If you want to see the video clip that I'm filming currently, I'm going to even turn it myself. Is it in focus or out of focus? Probably out of focus. There you go. <laughs> Alright, if you guys want to see this clip that I'm recording right now, it's going on my vlog, on my YouTube channel, uh, Mike Ritchie. And yeah, check it out, homies. It's lit. Peace. Peace.